We're going to learn in Chidusha Rabbi Nochayim Alevi the first piece in Hilchos Bias Mikdash, which are the halachas concerning entering the Beis Hamikdash. In this piece, Rabbi Chaim is going to analyze a three-way machlokas between the Rambam, the Raivid, and the Ramban. And he's going to focus heavily on explaining the Ramban's approach to these halachas. So I think this is the first piece we've come across where he's focusing specifically on a view of the Ramban. And the issue concerns if a Kohen who's not allowed to enter the Beis HaMikdash does enter. So there's a three-way debate under which circumstances he would violate the prohibition of the Torah. The Rambam writes in Parak Aleph Halacha Tesvav, Yei it seems to me. Now this language is the Rambam's way of introducing a Halacha, which is not clear-cut. It's not black on white in the Gemara. So the Rambam is alerting us that he inferred this Halacha from the way he learned the Gemara. So that's why he introduces this with Yei it seems to me. Shekol Kohen HaKosher La'avoda. Any Kohen who would theoretically be able to do the service in the Beis HaMikdash. So in general, this is a valid Kohen. If in any of the following three cases, that he's drunk or he has long hair or he has torn clothing. So in that case, he is not allowed to do the service in the Beis HaMikdash. So if he even walks into the area of the Beis HaMikdash from the Mizbeach and inwards, so Afal Pi Shalo Avar Avoda, even though he didn't do any service, he merely walked in there, Hareza Loka, he would get lashes, which is the prohibition for violating an Isser Daoraisa. And according to the Rambam, this Kohen violated the Isser Daoraisa of entering the Beis HaMikdash while drunk with long hair or torn clothing. Now, the Ravid disagrees. He says, Zelo Matsasiv, I haven't found this halacha. Elek Shu Karev Lamizbeach. Ravid holds that a Kohen only violates this prohibition if he actually does service on the Mizbeach. So the Torah's prohibition is specifically referring to a Kohen who went into the Beis Hamikdash, either drunk, torn clothing, or long hair, and then brought a sacrifice on the Mizbeach. But merely walking in would not violate the prohibition. And this is based on a medrash in Torah's Kohanim. The Torah says, Bivo'achem el ohel moed, when you come to the ohel moed. So that's a reference to the structure, the actual building which compromised the mishkan in the desert. And the equivalent of that, once they later on built the Beis HaMikdash, was the Heichal, the actual structure of the building of the Beis HaMikdash. So in the Halacha, we're going to refer to the Heichal, but obviously it's derived from the Torah, which was written before there's a Beis HaMikdash, so they talk about Ohel Moed. So the Medrash adds on to the Pasuk, that minayin lasos mizbeach ka'ohel moed. How do we know that not only the building structure itself is prohibited, but it's also prohibited for the Kohen to go to the mizbeach? Talmud lo ata ubincha itcha. So the Torah adds another word, you and your sons with you. So that extra word teaches us that it's not only the ohel moed, but also the mizbeach. And then the Medrash adds another case, v'chein yitziah kebiah. How do we know that yitziah going out while drunk is equally prohibited to going in while drunk. So the Medrash says that that case we learn out from Itcha, which adds another case, meaning there's an expansion of two further additional cases in addition to the regular case of the Pasuk, of the Kohen who walked into Ohel Moed. So one case that was added is the Mizbeach, 
and one case that's added is a Kohen who leaves. So this Medrash is certainly the source for the Rambam's Halacha, but the Rambam interpreted the Medrash that it's including any Kohen who simply walks in from the area of the Mizbeach and inwards. The Raivet, on the other hand, argues that the literal meaning of the Medrash is a Kohen who serves on the Mizbeach is prohibited. So it's not adding a Kohen who merely walks in, but it's adding a Kohen who walks in and then serves on the Mizbeach while he's drunk. That would be a violation of the Torah law. And then the Raivet concludes, that the area inside of the Mizbeach is only sanctified Midra Banan. So the Ma'alos, meaning the ladder, the step of holiness, which that area has, it's clear in Halacha that that area is sanctified, but that's only Drabanan. So it's not even possible to say like the Rambam that a Kohen who walks into that area violates a Torah prohibition when it's only sanctified Midrabanan. On a Da'oraisa level, there's no sanctity. So this is the basic debate between the Rambam and the Raivid. The Rambam holds that a Kohen merely walking in from the Mizbeach area and inwards already violates the Torah prohibition. And the Raivid holds unless he does service on the Mizbeach, he would not violate the prohibition. Now in the next halacha, halacha test Zion, so the Rambam then deals with the case which the Medrash mentioned of a Kohen who walks out. And he says, The halacha regarding someone who walks in drunk to the area of the Mizbeach and inwards, or someone who walks out from that area, is all the same. There's one halacha in both cases. Ketzad. What does this mean? The Rambam explains the case of the Kohen who leaves while drunk means that a Kohen who was sober walked into the area inside of the Mizbeach and while he was there, he drank wine and got drunk and then he walked out that way. So that's also a Torah prohibition. Or let's say he walked in with regular clothing and then he tore his clothing inside the area of the Beis HaMikdash, and then he walked out. So that is also a Torah prohibition. So according to the Rambam, what's being added in this case is that not only walking in while drunk or with torn clothing is a Torah prohibition, but even getting drunk or tearing the clothing in the Beis HaMikdash and then walking out is also a Torah prohibition. Now, the Ravid disagrees with his interpretation here too. And he says, Im Lidvarav, according to the Rambam. Now, what this means is that the Ravid is acknowledging that he disagrees with the whole approach of the Rambam that merely walking in is a Torah violation. So he just disagreed with the Rambam in the Halacha before this. But even according to the Rambam's approach, the Ravid says that this is not the interpretation of the Medrash, which talks about Yitzia Kibiyah, that leaving is the same as going in. And the Ravid just says, that it's unusual to have a case where there's wine in the Beis HaMikdash and someone gets drunk inside the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash is not a bar, so people don't usually go in there and get drunk. So obviously the case is talking about where the person came in while they were drunk. 
So what does the Medrash mean when it says that Yitziah, walking out, is also prohibited? So the Raivit has a totally different interpretation of this line in the Medrash. And he says, The Medrash is adding an additional case, which is if someone comes into the Beis HaMikdash while they're already drunk. Meaning the literal meaning of the Torah is that the Kohen, while he's walking in, is getting drunk. So it sounds like as he's in the process of entering the Beis HaMikdash, he's in the process of drinking and getting drunk. That's when there's a prohibition. But how do we know that a Kohen who's totally drunk already, he drank a bunch of cups of wine and he's been drunk for an hour and then he walks into the Beis HaMikdash and he's not drinking as he's walking in, how do we know that that's also a Torah prohibition? So that's what the Medrash includes, Yitziah Kibiyah, that even if he got drunk when he was on the outside, it's still a Torah prohibition for him to enter the Beis HaMikdash just like someone who is getting drunk as he's entering the Beis HaMikdash. So basically, we have another machlokas between the Rambam and the Raivid. Not only do they disagree about whether the case of the Torah is a Kohen who merely walked in, or he has to do something while he's in the Beis HaMikdash, but they also disagree about what is the case of the Medrash that a Kohen who leaves is also prohibited. According to the Rambam, it means he got drunk in the Beis HaMikdash and then walked out. Whereas according to the Raivid, it means that he was drunk before he ever began the process of entering the Beis HaMikdash. Now, the Ramban in the Sefer HaMitzvos, in the Negative Commandments 73, so he also disagrees with the Rambam, and he argues, similar to the Raivid, that the whole prohibition of a drunk or torn clothing or long-haired Kohen entering the Beis HaMikdash only refers to when he did service in the Beis HaMikdash, but not if he just walked in there. And then the Ramban adds what's going to be a crucial point, which is that even if the Kohen who's drunk walks into the Heichal, he still does not violate the Torah prohibition. So the Rambam had actually said two things, which is that if the Kohen walks into the Azara, the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash, from the area of the Mizbeach and inwards, he violates the Torah prohibition. And certainly it goes without saying that if he walked into the actual Heichal structure itself, then he violated the Torah prohibition. The Ramban explicitly disagrees with both of those cases. Not only does the Kohen who walked in from the Mizbeach and inwards not violate the prohibition, but even walking into the Heichal building itself would not violate the prohibition. The only way to violate the Torah prohibition, says the Ramban, is if the Kohen does service in the Beis HaMikdash. But there is no area of the Beis HaMikdash that simply walking into is going to be a Torah prohibition. Now, the same debate between the Rambam and the Ramban is also later on in chapter 6, where the Rambam extends his view of these halachas to the case of a Kohen Balmum, which is a Kohen with a disability that he can't serve in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Rambam writes, Kol Kohen Balmum, a Kohen Balmum, lo Mikdash min v'lifnim, is prohibited to enter the Beis HaMikdash from the Mizbeach and inwards. And if he merely walks in there, even if he does no service, he would get lashes, because again, according to the Rambam, simply walking in is a Torah prohibition. And the Ramban again disagrees with him. In Mitzvah 69, the Ramban writes that the whole prohibition of a Kohen Balmum entering the Beis HaMikdash only refers to where he did service, but just walking in is not a Torah prohibition. So the Ramban is consistent in both cases, chapter 1 and chapter 6, where the Rambam says that a Kohen who's not allowed to serve in the Beis HaMikdash violates the Torah prohibition of lo that he can't enter 
only by entering, even if he does nothing in the Beis HaMikdash. The Ramban consistently disagrees, and he says that the only prohibition is for the Kohen to serve in the Beis HaMikdash, but just entering alone is not a violation of the Torah prohibition. Now, what's clear is that both the Rambam and the Ramban hold that it is prohibited for the Kohen to enter from the Mizbeach and inwards, because that's an explicit Mishnah in the first chapter in Kalim. It's an important Mishnah because it lists the various gradations of sanctity in the Beis HaMikdash and in the surrounding areas, and it says what halacha applies to each level of sanctity. And the Mishnah explicitly says, between the Heichal and the Mizbeach. So in that area of the courtyard, from the Mizbeach and inwards, a Kohen Balmum or with long hair cannot enter into that area. So it's very clear that on a practical level, the Kohen cannot even walk in there. But the Ramban says that that halacha is only Jurabanan. So the debate between the Rambam and the Ramban is not practical, but what is the status of that halacha? According to the Rambam, it's a Deoraisa, whereas according to the Ramban, it's a Jurabanan. Now, the Ravid only disagrees in chapter 1 in the halacha of a drunk, torn clothing, or long-haired Kohen. There he says that it's not prohibited Mida Oraisa to only walk in unless the Kohen serves on the Mizbeach. But in chapter 6, in the case of the Balmum, the Ravid does not disagree with the Rambam. So according to Rab Chaim, the implication of this omission that the Ravid doesn't disagree with the halacha in chapter 6 is that the Ravid must agree that a Balmum does violate an Isur de Oraisa simply by walking in from the Mizbeach and inwards. Now this analysis reflects Rab Chaim's general approach that we can learn from the Ravid's omissions that anywhere where he doesn't disagree with the Rambam, he must agree with him. Many people would have a different perspective that it's possible sometimes the Ravid disagrees with the Rambam, but he doesn't write it explicitly. But Rab Chaim is clear that he believes that if the Ravid didn't disagree with the Rambam, it must be he agrees. So that's going to pose a problem in this case because it's going to seem to imply that the Ravid has a split ruling that the drunk, long hair, or torn clothes Kohen does not violate an Isr Daoraisa by walking in from the Mizbeach and inwards, whereas the Kohen Balmum does violate an Isr Daoraisa simply by walking into that area. So in order to explain this, Rab Chaim tries to understand more clearly what exactly does the Ravid hold. And he wants to understand, does the Ravid agree with the Ramban fully? That the only prohibition is if the Kohen serves, but walking in is never a Deoraisa prohibition? Or does the Ravid have a third position, which is somewhere between the Rambam and the Ramban, and the Ravid holds that there's a difference between the area of the Mizbeach and inwards, which is still in the Azara, versus inside the actual Heichal. And even though the Ravid agrees with the Ramban, that in the Azara, the Kohen only violates a Torah prohibition when he does service, but the Ravid agrees with the Rambam that in the Heichal, even just walking in is a Torah violation. So the Ravid is actually not in either camp, but he's a third position that splits the two cases 
of the Azara and the Heichal. And in the case of the Azara, he believes that you can only violate the Torah prohibition if the Kohen works. But in the case of the Heichal, even walking in would be a Torah violation. So Rab Chaim proves like this second option, that the Ravid is a third position. And the way Rab Chaim puts this so beautifully is that it means on a theoretical level, the Ravid is actually in the Rambam's camp because he fundamentally agrees with the Rambam that there is a Torah prohibition of simply walking in, even without serving in the Beis HaMikdash. So on the key point of the debate between the Rambam and the Ramban, whether the Torah prohibition is talking about walking in or doing service, the Ravid comes down on the Rambam's side that the prohibition refers to walking in even without serving in the Beis HaMikdash. But the Ravid disagrees with the Rambam on a detail of the Rambam's presentation because the Rambam extended that prohibition not only in the Heichal, but also in the Azara from the Mizbeach and inwards. And on that, the Ravid disagrees because he holds a separate issue that there's no Deoraisa sanctity in the Azara. The only Deoraisa sanctity is in the Heichal, but the sanctity from the Mizbeach and inwards is only Drabanan. So it can't be that the Torah prohibited walking into that area when on the Torah level, there is no sanctity in that area. So it turns out that the debate between the Rambam and the Raivid is on this point about whether the sanctity of the area from the Mizbeach and inwards is Doraisa or Drabanan, but on the overall issue of whether one violates the prohibition of Lo Yikanes simply by walking in, the Raivid agrees with the Rambam. Now, Reb Chaim proves all this from the last line of the Ravid's second comment, where he was explaining that the case of the Medrash of a Kohen who left actually refers to a Kohen who was already drunk before he even began walking in. And then the Ravid throws in one final point, which is that this is talking about a Kohen who walked in. A drunk Kohen who actually serves on the Mizbeach gets an even worse punishment, which is Misa, which means death. But in this case, it refers to death by the heavenly court at God's hands, not by the human court. But the punishment in the case of serving is worse than for the Kohen who just walks in, where he only gets lashes. So the Ravid is drawing a fundamental distinction between a drunk Kohen who served versus one who just walked in, that there's two totally different punishments in those cases, which seems to imply that according to the Ravid, these are not the same case, but rather there are two totally different cases. One refers to a Kohen who served, one refers to a Kohen who walked in. Now, since we know that the Ravid does not believe that there's any Deoraisa sanctity outside of the Heichal, so there cannot be any Deoraisa violation for walking in to the area of the Azara from the Mizbeach and inwards. So it must be that the case of walking in for the Ravid is in the Heichal. So this line of the Ravid, according to Rab Chaim, proves that he holds that a drunk Kohen walking into the Heichal violates a Torah prohibition. And then Rab Chaim adds that the same point can be proved from the Ravid's first comment because the way he formulated his argument against the Rambam is that that inside of the Mizbeach area is only sanctified Midrabanan. So that's very clear that that's the area he's arguing on. He 
he's not saying that there is no Torah prohibition anywhere in the Beis HaMikdash. He's only saying that in the Azara area, even from the Mizbeach and inwards, is only sanctified Midrabanan. But the Raivid also agrees that the Heichal, which is a totally different area, that would be a Deoraisa sanctity. So therefore, it's a Torah prohibition to walk in there. So a careful reading of the language of the Raivid indicates that the Raivid is a third position, which means that fundamentally he agrees with the Rambam that walking in alone is a Torah prohibition, but he disagrees that the Azara has any Deoraisa sanctity. So for a Kohen who walks in from the Mizbeach and inwards, it's at most a drabanan violation. So now, given that we understand the basis of the Raivid's disagreement with the Rambam, so now it's extremely problematic that he doesn't disagree in the case of the Kohen Balmum, because it's impossible to say that the Raivid agrees with the Rambam that the Kohen Balmum walking in from the Mizbeach and inwards is a Torah prohibition. There's no sanctity Mida Oraisa, so it's not possible for that to be a Torah prohibition. So Rab Chaim says that we must say that in this case, the Raivid is relying on his earlier critique of the Rambam in chapter one. So he doesn't feel that he needs to repeat it in chapter six when it's the exact same point. So the Raivid feels that we, the readers, can put together that the reason he disagreed in chapter one is going to equally apply to the case in chapter six of Kohen Balmum. And the Raivid also holds in that case that from the Mizbeach and inwards in the Azara is only an Isidra Banan and in the Heichal would be a Torah violation. So that's how Rab Chaim makes sense of the Ravid's overall views in these halachas. Now Rab Chaim makes a few points in explaining the Rambam's approach to these halachas. And he says that the basis for the Rambam's view is the Gemara in Yuma Memdalid, which quotes Rav Achabar Ava, who said that Ma'alos Deoraisa, that the different levels of sanctity that the Mishnah talks about are Deoraisa, the Hachi Gemiri Lahu, and that was the Halacha Lamoshe Misinai, meaning this was passed down from tradition that Hashem had told Moshe. So according to the Gemara, this discussion of the different levels of sanctity was a Deoraisa. Now, as we mentioned, the Mishnah specifically lists that the halacha concerning from the Mizbeach and inwards is that a Kohen Balmum or with long hair cannot walk in there. So by implication, that would also be a Doraisa. Now the Ramban who holds that that's not a Torah prohibition, so he obviously has to interpret this differently. And the Ramban in Sefer HaMitzos explains that when the Gemara says Ma'alos Doraisa, that the levels are Doraisa, it just means the concept of these different levels and how sanctified they are, that's all Doraisa of a Halacha Sinai. But the actual detail of the halachas, like a Kohen Balmum can't walk into that area of the Azara, that is a rabbinic addition to the overall Deoraisa concept of sanctity. So the Ramban differentiates between the theoretical idea of that level versus the practical. The theoretical is Deoraisa, the practical rules are Drabana. But the Rambam just reads it simply that when the Gemara says ma'alos de'oraisa, that the levels are de'oraisa, it means them and their halachas, because that's the point of these differing levels, that they also have different practical halachas. So based on that, the Rambam holds that the halachas mentioned in the Mishnah in Kalim, which include that a Kohen Balmum and with long hair 
cannot walk into the Azara from the Mizbeach and inwards. All of that is a Doraisa, which is exactly what we saw in the Halacha of the Rambam, that he rules in those cases that the Kohen would get lashes because those are cases of Torah violation. But there is a lingering question on the Rambam's view because there's two prohibitions. One is for a drunk Kohen to do service in the Beis HaMikdash, and one is for him to enter the Beis HaMikdash. But now we're saying that there's a difference in which location these prohibitions apply. The drunk Kohen cannot do service anywhere in the Beis HaMikdash, but he's only prohibited to walk from the Mizbeach and inwards. So how do we know this key distinction that the prohibition of walking only applies to certain areas of the Beis HaMikdash, unlike the prohibition of serving while drunk? So Rab Chaim explains that the Rambam's going to say that that is all included in the last line of the Gemara of Ahachi Gemiri Lahu, that this was taught by Hashem to Moshe and then passed down. So that includes not only the overall halacha, that a drunk Kohen can't walk into the Beis HaMikdash, but also the specific details of it. So this detail that it only applies from the Mizbeach and inwards is all part of the halacha Moshe Misinai. So according to Rab Chaim's reading of the Rambam, there is a Torah prohibition for a drunk Kohen to serve in the Beis HaMikdash and even to just enter, but there's a key difference in the details where those different halachas apply. But either way, it's a violation of the Iser Oraisa of Lo Yikanes in the Torah. Now, based on this, Rab Chaim adds a very beautiful point, which is this explains why the Rambam called it Yeira Eli, which as we said, means that it's not explicit in the Gemara. But the way Rab Chaim formulated it, it should be explicit in the Gemara. Because the Gemara said that Malos de Oraisa, that the levels of sanctity are de Oraisa, and one of those levels is that the Kohen Balmum can't walk in from the Mizbeach and inward. So it's clear that that's an Iser de Oraisa, which means that he gets punished with lashes. So Rab Chaim explains, based on this last point, that the Rambam is adding something to this halacha on his own more than what's stated in the Gemara. Because the Gemara just said that a drunk Kohen who walks in violates a halacha l'moshe misinai. But there's no lashes for violating a halacha l'moshe misinai. So the Rambam is adding that in this case, not only did he violate a halacha l'moshe misinai, but he even violated an iser d'oraisa, which is why he would get lashes. And the Iser Doraisa that he violated is Lo Yikanes, which is explicit in the Torah. And the reason we know he violated that is because the Halacha Lemoshim Sinai provided the commentary on that prohibition to teach us that a drunk Kohen walking in from the Mizbeach and inwards violates the prohibition of the Torah. So the Halacha Lemoshim Sinai is not an independent prohibition for which the Kohen would not get lashes, but rather it's a commentary on the Torah prohibition, so if the Kohen violates it, he does get lashes. So that's what the Rambam is adding on his own, and that's why he calls it Yehra Eli. Now, in the third paragraph, Rab Chaim moves on to his big question on the Ramban's position. The Gemara at the end of Erevin and Kufhei has a case where they need to go in to fix something in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Gemara says that even though there's a general prohibition of Bia Rekhanis, you're not allowed to enter the Beis HaMikdash for no reason unless someone is going in to do the service in the Beis HaMikdash. But there is an exception. There's a leniency for a handyman to go into the Beis HaMikdash in order to fix it. So the Gemara says, what if the handyman is a Kohen Balmum? 
So he's prohibited from going inside the Beis HaMikdash. So the Gemara says that there's a special word in the Torah prohibition for a Kohen Balmum to enter the Beis HaMikdash. It says Ach, which means that it's only prohibited for the Kohen Balmum to go in if it's a useless entry. But if he's the handyman, so then the Torah allows him to go inside the Beis HaMikdash, Bein HaUlam Vlam even inside of the area of the Mizbeach, in order to fix the Beis HaMikdash. So this Gemara seems to say very clearly that there is a Torah prohibition for a Kohen Balmum to enter the Beis HaMikdash. Because if there's no Torah prohibition, then why does the Torah need to explicitly permit a Kohen Balmum handyman from entering in order to fix the Beis HaMikdash when any Kohen Balmum can walk into the Beis HaMikdash? So this is a big problem on the Ramban's Shita that there's no Deoraisa prohibition for a Kohen Balmum to enter the Beis HaMikdash unless he does service because then why is the Gemara saying that there's a Deoraisa leniency for a Kohen Balmum handyman which was never prohibited to begin with. Now, obviously, according to the Rambam, this Gemara fits perfectly because there is a prohibition for the Kohen Balmum to walk in, but the Gemara is saying that in the case of the handyman, it's allowed. And Rab Chaim points out that even according to the Raivid, this Gemara is okay because the Raivid at least holds that there's a Torah prohibition for the Kohen Balmum to enter the Heichal. So that's why there's a Pusik that's needed in order to allow the Kohen Balmum handyman to go into the Heichal in order to fix it. Now, even though the Gemara explicitly says that this leniency applies not only to the Heichal, but also to the area of the Azara from the Mizbeach and inwards, where according to the Ravid, there is no Torah prohibition in the Azara. But Rab Chaim says that we could just read into the Gemara that the Pusuk is needed to permit the Kohen Balmum going into the Heichal. The Gemara extended the discussion also to the area from the Mizbeach and inwards because of that was Asr Midrabanan. So once the rabbis extended the prohibition on the Kohen Balmum to that area of the Azara, so they also extended permission for the Kohen Balmum handyman. But that's not all derived from the Pasuk. The Pasuk was only needed to teach us that the Kohen Balmum handyman can enter the Heichal. So according to the Raivid, this Gemara also makes sense. But according to the Ramban, there is no need to permit a Kohen Balmum handyman when it was never prohibited to begin with for him to enter the Beis HaMikdash. And Rab Chaim points out throughout his discussion that the halacha of the Kohen Balmum is equivalent to the other three cases of a drunk, long-haired, or torn clothing Kohen. So in all of those cases, the implication of the Gemara is that there is a special Torah prohibition for them to enter the Beis HaMikdash, with the one exception being the case of a handyman. So that goes against the Ramban's whole view that in all those cases, there's no Torah prohibition. So Rab Chaim says that the Ramban himself noticed this problem, and he suggests that the Gemara's discussion about the Kohen Balmum is actually not specific to that case, but it's just a general discussion about everyone. Since everyone is prohibited to enter the Beis HaMikdash for a Biyarei Kanis, for a useless entry, so the Gemara has to explicitly permit a handyman to enter in order to fix the Beis HaMikdash. But it's not actually a specific leniency for a Kohen Balmum, Rather, it's just a general discussion which focuses on the case of a Kohen Balmum. So according to the Ramban, the Gemara is not saying anything exceptional 
about a Kohen Balmum or drunk or long hair or torn clothing. In all of those cases, it's equivalent to the regular halacha that no one is ever allowed to enter the Beis HaMikdash if they're not doing service. But if they're a handyman, then they're allowed to go in. That's how the Ramban reads that Gemara, in which case it fits with his overall approach that there is no exceptional special prohibition on any of these Kohanim, drunk, long hair, torn clothing, balmum. There's nothing special more than anyone else that's prohibited about them walking into the Beis HaMikdash. Now, Rab Chaim has two very strong questions against the Ramban's reading of this Gemara. First, he points out that a few lines later, the Gemara raises an issue. Let's say there's two Kohanim handymen. One is Tame, he's impure, so he's prohibited from entering the Beis HaMikdash, and one is a Balmum. So who has priority? Who should they choose to be the handyman? Because it's going to be a lesser violation of entering the Beis HaMikdash. So this is a debate in the Gemara. Reb Chiyabar Ashi said in the name of Rav that they should use the Kohen handyman who's Tame, and the reason is because he has a leg up over the Balmum, because when everyone brings Karbanos, so they're overwhelmed and they need extra hands, they actually use the Kohen Tame. So there are times when the Tame can do service in the Beis HaMikdash, whereas the Balmum never serves in the Beis HaMikdash. And Rabbi Lezer disagrees, and he says that they should use the Kohen Balmum handyman, because he has a leg up over the Kohen Tame, because he can eat from the carbon meat. The Kohen Tame cannot eat from that meat, whereas the Balmum, even though he can't serve, but he could eat from the meat. So basically there's a debate in the Gemara, since they each have a leg up over the other one, which one has priority to enter the Beis HaMikdash. Says Rab Chaim, according to the Ramban, none of this seems to make any sense, because the Kohen Tame clearly violates another Torah prohibition by entering the Beis HaMikdash. There's the general prohibition for anyone to enter Biarekhanis, and then there's a special prohibition for a Tame to enter. Whereas the Kohen Balmum, according to the Ramban, only violates one prohibition. There is no extra additional prohibition on the Kohen Balmum. So it's crystal clear that the Kohen Balmum should have priority, and there's no reason for the Gemara to have any question about this case, and certainly there should be no opinion in the Gemara that the Kohen Tame goes in first before the Kohen Balmum. So according to the Ramban, this seems to make no sense that the Gemara is equating these two cases when the case of the Kohen Tame is so much more serious because he violates a second prohibition of a Tame walking into the Beis HaMikdash in addition to the regular Biarekhanis, which applies to everyone and to the Balmum, according to the Ramban. The Balmum is no worse than any regular person because they don't have a special prohibition. So that's question one on the Ramban's reading that says that the Balmum is no different than anyone else because the Gemara seems to imply that the Balmum might even be more severe than the Kohen Tame. And then Reb Chaim has a second very powerful question on the Ramban and he says, according to the Ramban, how do we even know that a Kohen Tame handyman is even allowed to enter the Beis HaMikdash at all? There is no special verse that teaches us that case. So it must be that we learn it out from the case of the Balmum. But the Balmum, according to the Ramban, has no special prohibition. So there's no special exception for a Kohen Balmum. So it must be that we're deriving this halacha from the general halacha that a biarekhanis is permitted in the case of the handyman. And we're extending that permission also to the Kohen Tame handyman. But says Rab Chaim, that's not going to work. And here he has a very nice conceptual point. 
He says that the way this leniency works is not that there's a prohibition of B.R.A. Kunis, but it's suspended in the case of a handyman. The way to formulate it is different. There's a prohibition on entering the Beis HaMikdash for no reason. But a handyman is not entering for no reason. He's entering in order to fix the Beis HaMikdash. So that is halakhically a valid reason to enter the Beis HaMikdash. So there's no prohibition to begin with. The whole prohibition was for a useless entry, but the handyman is not a useless entry. It's a useful entry. So there's no prohibition to begin with. What the Gemara means to say that a handyman's allowed to go in there is not that the prohibition of Biarekanis is suspended in that case, but rather the Gemara is reconfiguring what the meaning of a useless entry is. Originally, we thought that a Biarekanis means anyone who's not serving in the Beis Hamikdash, and now the Gemara refines it that there's actually two reasons which are considered valid to enter the Beis Hamikdash. One is to do service, and one is to fix it. So Biarekanis means someone who's entering the Beis HaMikdash not only to not do service, but for no purpose. Once they have a purpose, which could either be to serve in the Beis HaMikdash or to fix the Beis HaMikdash, so then that entry is automatically allowed. Now, if that's the case, says Rab Chaim, there is no way to extend this halacha to the case of the Kohen Tameh. Because there it's clear that there is a prohibition for the Kohen Tameh to enter the Beis HaMikdash, and it needs to be suspended in order for the handyman to enter. But as he just explained, there is no suspension of this prohibition. If the prohibition is in effect, then the handyman can't enter. The point of the Gemara is that there's no prohibition to begin with. But a Tame handyman who does have a prohibition to enter, so there's no way to suspend it in order for him to go in and fix it. So we would have no source, according to the Ramban, that a Tame handyman is allowed to enter the Beis HaMikdash in order to fix it, which contradicts the Gemara, which says that a Tame handyman is allowed inside. So says Rab Chaim that it's precisely because of these big problems that the Rambam didn't read the Gemara like the Ramban. And he said, we have to read this Gemara literally, that there's obviously some special prohibition for a Kohen Balmum to enter the Beis HaMikdash. That's why the Gemara compares it to the case of a Kohen Tameh, because in both cases, there's an extra additional prohibition. And that's also how we derive that a Tameh handyman is allowed to enter, just as the prohibition is suspended for the Kohen Balmum, so it's also suspended for the Kohen Tameh. And the source for this Torah prohibition on the Kohen Balmum is the Gemara, which says ma'alos de'oraisa, that the levels are de'oraisa. And one of the levels is in the Mishnah and Kalim that a Kohen Balmum can't enter from the Mizbeach and inward. So all of that is de'oraisa. And once that's the case for a Kohen Balmum, then it equally applies to a drunk, long-haired, or torn-clothing Kohen. So this is exactly how the Rambam put together all of these Gemaras to come up with his ruling on this issue. So now having shown how the Rambam's ruling emerges from putting together a few different passages and how it makes sense of some of the difficulties in these Gemaras, in the fourth paragraph, Rab Chaim moves on to how the Ramban is going to answer this Gemara in Erevin. So in order to answer the second question, 
Rab Chaim says that the Ramban disagrees with the assumption of that question. The assumption, as we said, is that there is no special exemption for a handyman to enter the Beis HaMikdash, but rather there's no prohibition to begin with because it's not considered a useless entry. So Rab Chaim says that the Ramban is going to disagree with that approach, and he holds that Bia Rekanis means it's prohibited for anyone to enter the Beis HaMikdash unless they're doing service in the Beis HaMikdash. So a handyman entering in order to fix the Beis HaMikdash is still considered Biarekanis. It's not that the prohibition doesn't apply to begin with in the case of the handyman, but it's precisely the opposite. There is a prohibition, but it's suspended in the case of the handyman. So that's now going to make sense of how we derive that a Tame handyman is also allowed to enter because it's just like everyone else, the prohibition is suspended in order for the handyman to enter. So in the case of the Tame handyman, his prohibitions, even though there's two of them, are also suspended for him to go in and fix the Beis HaMikdash. Once we see that the prohibitions of entering the Beis HaMikdash are suspended in the case of the handyman, so then that could also apply to the case of the Tameh. So according to the Ramban, the concept of this halacha is not that a handyman going in is considered a useful entry, but rather the handyman is also prohibited under the category of Biarei Kanis, but the Torah suspended that prohibition for someone to go in and fix the Beis HaMikdash. And Rab Chaim adds that this anyway seems to be the case, even aside from his attempts to explain the Ramban, because the Gemara says that there's a halacha of precedence regarding which handyman should go in. So ideally, the handyman should be a Kohen. If there's no Kohen handyman, then a Levi. If there's no Levi handyman, then a Yisrael. So there's a clear priority of which handyman is going to be a less severe violation of entering the Beis HaMikdash. So Rab Chaim says, if the idea here is that there's no prohibition to begin with, because this is considered a valid reason to enter the Beis HaMikdash, so then there should be no halacha of precedence, because everyone is equally prohibited to enter the Beis HaMikdash for no reason. But in this case, there's a valid reason, so there's no prohibition. So everyone, Kohen, Levi, and Yisrael, are equal in their rights to enter the Beis HaMikdash. So there should be no order of priority. The fact that there is an order of priority in the Gemara indicates that it's not that there's no prohibition to begin with, but rather there's a suspended prohibition. So in cases of suspended prohibition, we have a principle called hakal hakal tchila. We try to do the least severe suspension of the violation. So that's why there's an order of priority. The Kohen is less severe than the Levi, which is less severe than the Yisrael. So the fact that the Gemara has a list of what's considered a less severe violation must indicate that there is still a prohibition which is suspended in this case, but there's an existing prohibition because if there was no prohibition to begin with, then there would seem to be no order of precedence about who should go in. Now, in order to answer the first question on the Ramban, that how could the Gemara even suggest, and there's even an opinion practically this way, that a Kohen Tameh should have priority over a Kohen Balmum, so Rab Chaim suggests that the Ramban is going to say 
that this is all included in the Halacha Lemoshe Misinai. That a Kohen Balmum entering the Beis HaMikdash is a more severe violation than a healthy Kohen entering. So that's the basis of the Gemara's discussion, whether a Kohen Balmum or a Kohen Tameh, which one is more severe to enter the Beis HaMikdash. It's based on this piece of information that there's an added stringency for a Kohen Balmum to enter the Beis HaMikdash more than a regular Kohen. Now, even though none of this ever appears in the Gemara, but the Ramban deduced it from the discussion in the Gemara, which compares the case of a Kohen Balmum and a Kohen Tameh. So obviously the Gemara has a piece of information which we're missing, which is that a Kohen Balmum entering is more severe than other Kohanim. Now, Rab Chaim says, if this seems strange, that there's missing pieces of information here, which the Gemara knew, but which we can only deduce through the lines of the Gemara. So Rab Chaim says that seems to anyways be the case, because the Gemara there has a whole discussion, the point of which, and Rashi explains this, is that a Kohen Tameh has priority to go in over a Yisrael Tahar. So this seems very strange on the surface because it's clear that the general prohibition of Biyarei Kanis applies equally to Kohen Levi and Yisrael. But the Kohen Tameh in this case has another violation because he's Tameh. So how could it be that a Kohen Tameh has priority over a Yisrael Tahor who only has one prohibition? So given the information that we know, there seems to be nothing better about the Kohen going in than the Levi or the Yisrael. They should all have exactly the same rules. So the fact that the Gemara says that there is precedence for the Kohen over the Yisrael, even to the point where a Kohen Tameh has precedence over a Yisrael Tahor, so that indicates that they had some information which we don't have, which said that the Yisrael entering is a more severe violation than the Kohen, to the point where the Kohen Tameh is actually better than the Yisrael Tahar. Even though that's nowhere said in the actual prohibition of Biyarei Kanis, but there have to be hidden gradations in the Gemara that they knew about, and we can only discover through the lines of their discussion. So once Rab Chaim's proved from that case in the Gemara that there are hidden gradations which are not written explicitly, but the rabbis knew about them, so it could be equally plausible for the Ramban that the rabbis had a tradition that the Kohen Balmum entering is more severe than a regular Kohen, even though that's nowhere stated in the actual prohibition of the Torah. So this hidden piece of information is behind the whole discussion of the Gemara, which compares the Kohen Balmum to the Kohen Tameh, which one is a less severe violation, even though from the information that we have explicitly in the Torah, it would seem clear that the Kohen Tameh is a worse violation, but there's an opinion in the Gemara that there's a more severe violation for a Kohen Balmum, even to the point where it can outweigh the Torah prohibition against a Tameh entering the Beis HaMikdash. So this idea of hidden gradations is the key for how the Ramban is going to interpret the Gemara, and this approach is able to preserve the key point of the Ramban in these halachas, that there is no explicit Torah prohibition on a Kohen Balmum and by extension the drunk, long-haired, or torn clothing Kohen to just enter the Beis HaMikdash. The only Torah prohibition is if they work in the Beis HaMikdash, but they don't violate a Torah prohibition by simply walking in. And all the discussions in the 
Gemara are also able to make sense even with that idea because when the Gemara talks about a Kohen Balmum being a more severe violation, it means in the gradation of Biarekanis. So there is no separate prohibition. It's just the general prohibition which applies to everyone, but for some reason there's greater severity to the Kohen Balmum. And we don't have explicitly all those different levels of severity, but we can find a few of them in the Gemara. So for example, a Kohen Balmum is worse than a regular Kohen. A Yisrael is worse than a Kohen, even to the point where a Yisrael Tahor is worse than a Kohen Tameh. So there were a lot of details which were part of this overall halacha, which we don't have all of them written explicitly, but the Gemara seemed to have a tradition about them. So this is Rab Chaim's attempt to make sense of the Ramban's approach. It's based on this idea of hidden gradations within the overall prohibition of Biare Kanis, but it preserves the central idea of the Ramban that there is no separate prohibition on the Kohen Balmum, drunk, long hair, or torn clothing Kohen walking into the Beis HaMikdash. So this is a very creative idea from Rab Chaim that there's hidden gradations and he does a nice job trying to ground it in the discussion of the Gemara. But at the end of the paragraph, Rab Chaim questions this whole idea because he says that the Gemara gives us the source for the precedence of a Kohen over a Levi over a Yisrael. And it comes from a Pasuk in Divrei Hayamim where that priority is stated. So the Gemara does not seem to have this concept of hidden gradations that we don't know where they come from, but we just accept them on authority. Rather, when the Gemara suggests that a Yisrael is more severe than a Levi, which is more severe than a Kohen, it's grounded in a Pasuk that it quotes. So that would seem to indicate, counter to what Rab Chaim's been suggesting, that there are no hidden pieces of information. And that would also mean that we can't say that a Kohen Balmum is more severe than a regular Kohen if it's not grounded in some Pasuk, which it's not, and the Gemara never stated that. So this idea of hidden gradations within this halacha seems questionable. And the proof Rab Chaim tried to bring from the priority of Kohen over Levi over Yisrael doesn't seem to be a good proof because that is rooted in an explicit Pasuk, unlike the case of the Kohen Balmum. So it's exactly this that Rab Chaim says led the Rambam to read this whole issue differently than the Ramban, that there has to be a separate Torah prohibition on a Kohen Balmum walking into the Beis HaMikdash over and above the regular prohibition of Biyarei Kanis, which applies equally to everyone. So once there's an added prohibition on a Kohen Balmum, that explains why the Gemara singles out the Kohen Balmum over other people and also compares him to the Kohen Tameh who likewise has an added prohibition. But according to the Ramban, who does not believe that there's a separate and additional prohibition, so we are forced to say this idea of hidden gradations, that even though the Kohen Balmum is included in the general prohibition, like everybody else, and unlike the Kohen Tameh, he doesn't have an additional prohibition, but there is some sort of severity within the halacha of Biyarei Kanis that a Kohen Balmum is more severe than a regular Kohen. So those are Rab Chaim's ideas and the different approaches he develops to make sense of that Gemara in Erevin and the way he explains the Rambam and the Ramban's reading of that discussion there. 
Now, in the last paragraph, Rab Chaim moves on to another question on the Ramban's approach, and that is, how is he going to make sense of a medrash, which is very similar to the one that we saw earlier that the Ravid quoted? The Torah's Kohanim in Parsha Shmini Parak Aleph compares the language used to prohibit a drunk Kohen. It says, Bivo Achem, with an earlier Pasuk in Shemos, where the Torah says that the Kohanim have to wash up. So it says, Bivoam el ohel moed. So these similar words are creating a connection between the two psukim. And based on this, the Medrash learns out two new halachas with regards to the drunk Kohen. One is that Yitzia Kibia, going out is equally prohibited to coming in. And the second is that Mizbeach ka ohel moed, that the Mizbeach area is similar to the ohel moed. But this Medrash is a little more explicit. It says, that the Kohen is only obligated at the time of service. So this Medrash adds the two cases that we saw quoted in the Medrash in the Ravid, which are that going out is also prohibited and the Mizbeach is also prohibited, not only Ohel Moed. Now, as a brief aside, Rab Chaim mentions that this Medrash is quoted by the Rambam, but I don't see it anywhere in the Rambam. It is quoted by the Ramban in his commentary on the Sefer HaMitzvos, Losa Se Ayin Gimel. So I'm not sure if there's a small typo in Rab Chaim and it should say Ramban instead of Rambam. But either way, Rab Chaim's question from this Medrash is on the Ramban. Because the Ramban is going to read that line in the Medrash very literally, that the Kohen is only prohibited from going into to the Beis HaMikdash drunk when he does service in the Beis HaMikdash. If that's the case, says Rab Chaim, what does it possibly mean that the Medrash includes going out the same as going in, that Yitzia is equally prohibited to Bia when there is no prohibition to go in? The prohibition is to work in the Beis HaMikdash. So the categories of going in and going out are irrelevant to the prohibition the way the Ramban defines it that it only applies to a Kohen who does work in the Beis HaMikdash. According to the Rambam, that the case of the Torah is a Kohen walking into the Beis HaMikdash even without doing anything in there. So it makes sense to say that the Torah is adding even if he walks out because those are relevant categories to the overall prohibition. But according to the Ramban, walking in is itself not a prohibition. The prohibition is to work. So walking in and walking out are irrelevant to the whole prohibition. So Rav Chaim explains more carefully how exactly the Rambam is going to understand this concept that walking out is also prohibited the same as walking in. And he says that we already quoted the Rambam's explanation of this earlier, that walking out refers to a case where a Kohen walked in sober and then he drank wine in the area of the Beis HaMikdash and then he walked out while he was drunk. So that's also prohibited in addition to the explicit case of the Torah where he walked in when he was already drunk. That's the Rambam's explanation of these two cases. So Rab Chaim explains why does the Medrash need to include the case where he got drunk in the Beis HaMikdash and then walked out that this is based on a general concept in halacha that when the Torah says something applies to someone who goes in, so that only applies when they go in in a proper way. 
So since the Torah, in the case of the drunk Kohen, used the word bivo achem, when they go in, so all these halachas should only apply to a Kohen who walked into the Beis HaMikdash, as opposed to a Kohen who is inside the Beis HaMikdash without having gone in, so they would not be prohibited to be in there while they're drunk. And Rab Chaim proves this point from a Gemara in Shavuos Daf Yud Zayin, which discusses the case of someone who walks into a Mitzora house, so they become Tameh by being in that house. But the Torah describes this Halacha as the Habba, the person who goes into the house. So the Gemara says that the whole halacha only applies to someone who enters in a normal way, but if they go in in an unusual way, so for example, if someone walks in backwards, then they would remain tahar. But the way the Gemara says the case is if someone walks in backwards and their nose is still outside, so a little bit of them remains outside, then they remain tahar. So the Gemara asks, even if they walked in fully, they should still be tahor because they had no proper entry. So the Gemara answers, If the person is totally enclosed in the Mitzorah house, so they're no worse than any vessels which were in the house, which as Rashi explains, the vessels become Tameh even if they didn't have an entry. So even if they were in the house before it became Tameh and then the house became Tameh, the vessels would still be Tameh in that case. So basically the Gemara is saying that there's two different methods to become Tameh in the case of a Mitzorah house. Either someone can walk into the house or even without a valid entry, someone who's in the house would still be considered Tameh. But Rab Chaim points out very sharply that what's clear in this Gemara is that simply being in the house is not considered a valid entry. In that case, the person may be Tameh for a different reason, that they're like the Kalim Shibabayis, but they're not Tameh because they're considered to have walked into the house. So the same would be true in our case of a drunk Kohen who enters the Beis HaMikdash, since the Torah formulated it as a prohibition to walk into the Beis HaMikdash, so that would indicate that there's only a prohibition for a Kohen who entered into the Beis HaMikdash while they were drunk. But a Kohen who was already in the Beis HaMikdash and then got drunk, there would be no prohibition in that case because they didn't violate Bivo Achen. They never entered into the Beis HaMikdash while they were drunk. So this is exactly the problem that the Medrash wants to deal with and it wants to say that no, even though the Torah formulated the prohibition as bivo achem, so on the surface that only includes a drunk Kohen with a proper entry into the Beis HaMikdash, but from this added drusha we derive another case that even a Kohen who was already in the Beis HaMikdash and then got drunk is also in violation of this prohibition. So this Medrash is creating a parallel situation for a drunk Kohen going into the Beis HaMikdash to the case of someone going into a Mitzorah house, just like there, either entry or being in the house, either one of those makes the person Tameh. So in this case also, either entering the Beis HaMikdash or becoming drunk in the Beis HaMikdash, either of those is a violation. So that's how the Rambam understands what this Medrash is doing, and it's needed because according to the Rambam, the whole prohibition is walking into the Beis HaMikdash. So we also need to derive that being in the Beis HaMikdash and getting drunk would also be prohibited. But again, the question according to the Ramban is very strong. What does it matter going in or going out when according to the Ramban, those are irrelevant categories 
to the overall halacha, which has nothing to do with going in or going out. It's a violation for a Kohen who does service in the Beis HaMikdash, which has nothing to do with walking in or walking out. So Rab Chaim says that the Ramban is going to have to explain this Medrash like the Raivet explained it. We saw earlier that the Raivet has a totally different reading of this, and the case is not like the Rambam that a Kohen got drunk in the Beis HaMikdash. Rather, the Raivet interprets the two cases totally differently, that going in means that the Kohen is drinking as he's walking in, so he's in the process of getting drunk as he's walking in, and going out means that he was drunk before, and then he walked into the Beis HaMikdash after he was already drunk. So the Ramban is going to have to interpret it that way, but because the Ramban holds that there's no prohibition to simply walk in, so he's going to have to adapt that interpretation a little bit. And the two cases, according to the Ramban, are going to be that it's prohibited for a Kohen to drink while he's doing the service, and it's also prohibited to get drunk before and then go and do the service. So the two cases of the Medrash, according to the Ramban, are telling us that it's prohibited to be getting drunk while he's doing the service or to do the service when he's already drunk from before then. So the Medrash is coming to change the formulation of this halacha because the Torah's formulation is that he shouldn't be drinking while he's doing the service. The Medrash formulates it that he shouldn't do service while he's drunk. So that includes also the case where he was already drunk before he ever started doing the service. So that's the first approach that the Ramban could use to make sense of this Medrash. And then Rab Chaim very briefly at the end suggests another approach that according to the Ramban, this line in the Medrash is directly contradicting the Rambam. In other words, according to the Rambam, the prohibition is to walk into the Beis HaMikdash. So the Medrash is contradicting that by saying that it's not only prohibited to walk in, it's equally prohibited to leave. So it can't be like the Rambam that the prohibition is on walking in. It must be that the prohibition is on doing the service in the Beis HaMikdash, and that's precisely why it doesn't matter walking in or leaving. So it's exactly Rab Chaim's whole question that the Medrash seems to be using categories which are irrelevant to the Ramban, which is now the key to the second approach, how the Ramban understands this Medrash. Because the Medrash is saying that going in and going out are both prohibited, so the point is that the walking around is irrelevant. What is relevant is whether or not the Kohen did the service in the Beis HaMikdash, and that's the part that's prohibited. So this is Rab Chaim's piece, his analysis of the Rambam, the Raivet, and the Ramban's three different approaches to this prohibition of a drunk, long hair, torn clothing, or Balmum Kohen walking into the Beis HaMikdash, and whether there's a prohibition even just walking in, or only if the Kohen does service, and whether that prohibition, the Oraisa, applies even outside of the Heichal, in the area of the Azara, from the Mizbeach, and inside. So the main points of Rab Chaim are to establish the three different opinions of the Rambam, the Ramban, and the Raivid, and to show how they read the various Gemaras, and he deals with two questions, one from the Gemara in Erevin at the end and one from the Torah's Kohanim in Parsha Shmini, which are both problematic for the Ramban. And he tries to explain how the Ramban is going to interpret those two sources. Now, there is one conceptual point that Rab Chaim discusses, and that is when the Gemara says that a handyman is allowed to enter the Beis HaMikdash to fix it, how do we formulate that halacha? 
Is it that there is no prohibition to begin with because the only prohibition is on a useless entry and the handyman is considered a valid reason to enter the Beis HaMikdash? Or is there still a prohibition of Biyareikhanis, but that prohibition is suspended in the case of the handyman? So Rab Chaim goes back and forth about that. But Rab Chaim leans towards the idea that the prohibition is suspended because the Gemara has a set of priorities about who should the handyman be. So that only seems to fit with the side that there is a prohibition, but it's suspended. Now it's interesting in the back of the Or Olam edition of Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi, so they quote that there's two major figures who disagree with this. The first is the Maharal, the famous Maharal Miprag of all the Hashkafa Svarim. So there's a new Sefer of his ideas on Erevin. And at the end, on this piece, the Maharal formulates it the other way. And he says that there is no prohibition to begin with because the handyman is going in for a valid purpose. And similarly, they quote that Rab Chaim's early Talmud in Valozhin, Rab Isser Zalman Meltzer, in two places he discusses this piece in Rab Chaim. One is a long comment on his edition of Rab Chaim's Sefer, and the other is in his own commentary on the Rambam, the Evan Azal, in Hilchus Bias Amikdash, Perak Vav Halacha Aleph. And he also has two long pieces on the Rambams that we're dealing with, in Perak Aleph, Halacha Tesvav, and Halacha Tesvayin. And he has a different way of trying to make sense of the Ravid and the Ramban's positions here than Rab Chaim. But the one thing I'll just note is that Rab Isser Zalman is convinced, like the Maharal, that the formulation of the leniency for a handyman is that there is no prohibition of Biyarei because he's going in for a valid reason.